It's all about gloom and blooms on today's show, as another bad seed sets up shop in town. Will her plan to pluck heart crystals from innocent victims take root? Or will the Sailor Scouts nip it in the bud? You're sure to catch all the excitement if you just stay tuned. And that means you, Sailor fans. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much (laughs) i almost lost it i almost (laughs) lost the intro i almost stumbled over my own words good job but you made it but i did i made it and today why are there so many plants well in this section of the show. Chris, did you see my name in the recording? I did. Guys, it's Fiore. Because he's not in this episode, but he's upset that this episode is biting his shtick. It's this isn't this isn't the first, like this isn't the third plant-based uh episode that we've had in S. Yeah. It's, there have been so many. So many plants. All this plant was missing was a sexy lady. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get to it. I was so mad. Uh, but yes, today we are watching episode 121 of Sailor Moon S, A Bewitching Flower That Steals Hearts, Telu, the Third Witch. And to help us out with that, uh, I actually should have asked you what you wanted me to call you, Emily. Uh, Emily works. Emily Panda. Uh, we have Emily Panda Gerald here to talk to us. Hi, Emily. Hi, guys. Now, Emily, you have been you've been like a, a longtime listener of the show and like someone who's written in a lot to talk to us. Yeah, just a couple of times. But uh, this is your first appearance on the show. Very excited to be here. So, uh, what is your history with Sailor Moon? Well, I remember watching Sailor Moon a lot when I was in elementary school. Because I was, I'm a lot younger than you guys. And then I found Pokemon and it was like Sailor Moon Who. So oh. I didn't revisit, Sa- I, it, I was a kid with a short attention span. So I didn't revisit <laughs> Sailor Moon until I was in community college, at which point I downloaded the whole show in its original Japanese and kind of just watched all of it over a series of months because I had a job that allowed me to bring my laptop to work and I could watch episodes while I was doing my work. So it was a really easy way to burn through the whole show. And I just sort of... right? Yeah, yeah, subtitled. This was before they even announced the new dub. Well, just making sure. You could have spoken Japanese. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know any Japanese. Well, the most Japanese I know is from watching Sailor Moon, probably. So, I know lots of Japanese. I know, um... Uh... Uh, Tsukino Hikari, uh, <laughs> and I know Ashakyo, and I know Daijoba, <laughs> and I know Moon Prism Power. No, that's uh, not Japanese. No, <laughs> uh, Moon Prism pow- Power makeup. No. Oh yeah, there you go. No, maybe if you said makeup poo. Hmm. 
I, I think I think I would know, Jordan. But anyway, Emily, you were saying. But yeah, I just I was in community college at the time and I just fell in love with this superhero who just wants to play video games and not do her homework and sleep. So I just sort of dove right in and Sailor Moon is now basically my favorite thing in the whole world. Yay. So how long ago was that? Like, how long ago did you re-experience Sailor Moon? That was probably four or five years ago. Wow. So, yeah. so we were right just in time to, to be on the, uh, like, for you to catch the wave. Yeah, they actually announced the new dub of Sailor Moon, like, not that long after I started watching the show. So I was like, yes, this is perfect. I still watched it all in Japanese, but... I just love this new dub so much. The new dub is very, very good. I, I can't wait till we get to the actual episodes that we're getting into now. Like, they, they've fallen a little bit behind Sailor Business, believe it or not. I don't think the second half of S is out yet. No, the second half of S is out. I have it. Oh, no. Oh. I got to bug somebody over at Viz then. I used it to watch oh, the episode I earlier. thought you were going to buy it. <laughs> Jordan, we don't, we don't make enough on Patreon for me to buy everything I want to buy. Mm-hmm. patreon.com slash sailor business that is so emily did you like when you sat down to rewatch it like did it rekindle memories like were you like oh i remember this or was it like watching it was it far enough back that you were kind of watching it for the first time some of it did like a lot of the classic scenes i would have like this like deja vu feeling when i was watching it like especially like the transformation sequences and stuff that you see over and over again but i didn't remember hardly anything about the plot except for like the existence of the bad guys i didn't remember any of their names or anything so it was very fresh but i would have random moments of oh i remember that was there anything in particular that sticks out uh recently i rewatched the sailor moon supers movie and I thought that I had not seen it. And then when I started to watch it, I had very vivid memories of basically the whole movie. It was very surreal. Oh, which one is that? Let me think. Uh, that's Black Dream Hole. Yes. I know because I have a VHS copy of it sitting on my shelf. Nice. I know I've watched them all. I just don't. That's the one I don't remember well, because um, that's not the Luna one, right? No, no, it's not. Okay. I don't think oh, so. That's very ominous. I don't remember. The Luna one. <laughs> wow you don't know about that yet okay good good well you know she's either a cat or a people no no oh wait no is that the um the uh princess kaguya thing that's in stars i believe okay you'll see yeah princess kaguya is in stars because listen i got i got spoiled on some weirdness by sailor moon drops of all things <laughs> but yeah emily um do you have like a favorite scout as a uh, as an adult? And is it different from what you remember your favorite scout being as a kid? It absolutely is different. When I was a kid, my favorite scout was Sailor Mercury because I was really quiet and bookish when I was a kid. But now as an adult, I'm definitely in Camp Sailor Moon. Like y- you can't beat the Yay. original. Agreed. She's a look, they're good scouts. They're good scouts, Brent. They're good scouts, Brent. What do you think now as someone who who liked Sailor Mercury, I'm sure that even in elementary school you saw all the subtext oh, about yes, uh, Mercury and Jupiter. The miracle romance. The miracle the true romance. romance, the true miracle romance. Yeah, okay. I love Cookbook. I'm super <laughs> in Camp Cookbook. Oh, Camp Cookbook should be what we call the Sailor Business get together. Yes. Did we come up with a 
Oh yeah, it was it was trash piles. I I, I was I couldn't remember if we had a, a Usagi Mamoru ship name, and I think it was trash <laughs> <Yeah>. piles. <laughs> trash piles. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, it's actually Miracle Romance. Is, is that I know, one. but it's trash piles, and you can't even blame that one on me. That that one comes from the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he accidentally called himself. A trash pile or a rubbish. I, I wish there remember. was a callback to that. Like I wish, I wish at the end of season one, like or, or when they got back together in in R, like he was like, "You are my trash pile." <laughs> that would require this show to remember things that happened in previous seasons. I'll be the rubbish for your trash pile for all time. <laughs> Just as he gets impaled with a crystal trash pile. <laughs> So, as someone whose favorite scout currently is uh, is Sailor Moon, like, what do you think about uh, uh, Mamoru and and Usagi's romance? Because we have it, like, we get still a hundred and twenty one episodes into the show, we still get like a lot of debate over whether we're being too mean to Mamoru. Um, you are. <laughs> I didn't like Mamoru at all at first, just watching this version of the show. But once I went back and I read the manga and I watched Crystal, I've I've softened to Mamoru. But I feel like this show doesn't really do him a lot of justice because he just sort of shows up to either bicker or, hey, Sailor Moon, do the thing. So I'm kind of mixed on Mamoru. Now, Sailor Moon. Yeah, I, I think... The characters that we don't like, um, like the the three big ones, like Mamoru for me, yeah. uh, and then Ray and Chibi, uh, who is now Jordan's favorite character and my favorite character, <laughs> like they are they are done a disservice by the adaptation because everybody who comes on they're like no I like Mamoru is one of my favorite characters it's all because of the manga it's and. Uh, Ray fans are often the same way, although not my my wife. My wife just loves Ray because she is mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll I'll be honest with you. I, we don't talk about it as much, but like, and partially because I don't want to get beat up by all of our fans. <laughs> but not to the degree of as of Mars and Chibi. But I kind of feel like Sailor Uranus is a bit of an asshole too, and. I don't hate her, but a lot of the time I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> she <laughs> does come off like an asshole in this show. She's, yeah, she's so full of herself. And partly the show like rewards that by going, but she's really, she earned it. <laughs> she's full of herself because she's good at everything without trying. But she's such a jerk. I mean, you're not wrong. She's like, the, <laughs> like first of all, all of X-Force are kind of jerks. Yes. <laughs> they just have to be super serious all the time. They can't afford to be jokers. They're so dramatic. Uh, do we have any other, do we have any other regular standard questions for guests? Chibi. Jordan, that I'm forgetting. I feel like I'm missing one. What do you think of Chibi? Oh, I like her. No, not you. <laughs> oh. I like Chibi. I, I wasn't sure about Chibi at first. But I don't know, like she's grown on me. Yeah. Went this from point, neutral to good. Oh. I think I'm kind of gone from bad to neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely never disliked her as much as a lot of people seem to, but I think that also has to do with the fact that I have only barely recently seen the original dub. Oh yeah, yeah. The original dub, she has I mean again, I understand that's that woman's real voice and I I'm sorry. But her voice is so grating, and 
it fits the character because it makes me hate her and kind of like hating her. But again, I, I'm sorry because I know that's her real voice. So I saw sorry. her in a live action show the other day and it was totally killing me. I was like, I recognize this person from something. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, it's her. <laughs> and it just blew my mind. First of all, what show was she in the other day? Okay, it's called You're the Worst. This was an episode I watched many months ago. And she's in, like, one episode. Wow. I swear to God. I that I really want to see that. That's like a piece of Sailor Moon ephemeral we could do uh, a chibi set on. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I think so. What was like, her name again? Do you remember? It's Sugar Lynn, I think. Yep. Yeah, she was, like, a radio DJ in Canada, I think. That. It also blows my mind because that's all voice. And again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. But your voice was grating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there she is. Sugarland Beard. You're so mean. I'm, I'm so sorry, Chris. I'm so sorry. Well, the dialogue certainly didn't uh, give her any favors either. Like the script just itself, I'm sure, for Chibiusa. <laughs> Now, let's see. Was she in – was she all – you know what? Actually, here's the thing. Uh, looking at it quickly, I think she was Rini in Sailor Moon S, not in Sailor Moon R. Oh. Ooh, okay. Because just looking at the episodes she did, it doesn't look like she did anything before Hello, Sailor Mini Moon. Interesting. Interesting. Because that's like – that's the big turning point for for me and uh, and Chibi. Like, I have come to to find her delightful. Let me see if I can find out who it was back then. She's much better once she becomes a scout. Yeah, for sure. When she's a scout in training. Emily, what do you say we just go ahead and jump on into the show? That's right. It's time for the X-Force uh, Sailor Scout team up you've been waiting for. It's Executioner's song up in this. Oh. <laughs> Now, as I have previously said, we are watching A Bewitching Flower That Steals Hearts, Telu, the Third Witch. But Jordan, I'm guessing that that is not the title in the uh, Cloverway dub. You are correct. Now, I, uh, I, I, when I looked this up, I was kind of delighted. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what, what your thoughts are on this. Um, here's what uh, I'll give you the hint. This is relevant to the episode. But only if you <laughs> do not care about accuracy regarding plants. <laughs> Venus flytrap something something? No. But I but yeah, you're I think you're on the right track in that uh name of that's not the plant we saw kind of situation. It's so bizarre that your hint for me is it's a plant we didn't see. There are so many. <laughs> all right, all right. And there are so many plants. It's corn, trees. It's alliteration. Uh, and it starts with the letter F. Fern Fury. You got the plant, but you got, did not get the emotion. It's called that's, Fiendish Ferns. That's not a, it's not a fern. Not at all. <laughs> it's a flower. Which, which also is, starts with an F. <laughs> Cloverway, why are you making it so difficult for yourselves? Oh, oh, what wonderful! The heck, guys, wonderful! Fiendish ferns. 
fiendish ferns. I was sure it was going to be like, watch out, Kaori's back, but uh, that would <laughs> spoilers. be... Spoilers! Yeah, spoilers. This is one of those Japanese that. titles. Yeah. You don't spoil that for once. Alright, so we open with a little recap uh, from last episode, when we see Telu trapping slash killing uh, uh, Mimet in yeah. a wall of televisions. I think she's effectively dead, but I guess it's, the question is, will she come back? And I don't remember. Um, here's my favorite part of this. So after they see that happen, uh, Sailor Moon falls over <laughs> and the entire group of scouts pulls a Silver Age Superman by going, Super Sailor Moon! <laughs> <laughs> they have to call her Super Sailor Moon because she is Super Sailor Moon at the moment, uh, which made me think of the fact that, according to Silver Age comics, when Superman was a baby, they called him Super Baby. And I would always think that is the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, you've got to be pulling my leg. Which part? About Super Baby. Are you serious? <laughs> Kent's, Kent's were going, how are we going to control Super Baby? Which is a thing that you would only say if you knew he was going to become Superman. Oh my God. <laughs> you say that, but like, what would you call a flying baby? Jordan Clark <laughs> or Darian, as it will soon be the case. Yeah, listen, I think <laughs> you, so. What you're saying, you're you're saying in the future, you have a baby, your baby starts flying around, and you and your wife are just going to be like, "Well, he's flying around. Let's call him Super Baby and see what happens." <laughs> I feel like that's an extremely <laughs> rational thing to do if you see a fucking flying baby, Jordan. <laughs> a flying baby, you know personally. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, look at him. He's like a friggin' super baby. And then okay. I'd probably start calling him super baby. You know what? You know what? The reason it's sensible for you to do that, Chris, the reason it's sensible for you, yourself, here in our world to do that, is because you fucking know who Superman is. And you're referencing Superman. A thing they do not know, ostensibly. They found a, they found a baby <laughs> so in a rocket ship. Space baby. If you're going to call him something. Dude, this is the... Our alien son is up. flying around. No, you dude. hung up no. on the weirdest, most specific no. things. No, and no, it no, always, no, no. It inevitably, inevitably we get people going, no, I'm with Chris on this one. Jordan, you're being very weird. Okay, people, people tweet at me. I want you to at me. I want you to at Sailor Business about this issue. Because, Chris, to me, this is like going, oh... Look at look at look at little baby Hal Jordan. We got to put on his green nightlight, which is one of those like prequel bullshit things that you only do because it's you know he's going to be Green Lantern. You only do because it's fake and someone made it up and wrote it down. Yes, yes. <laughs> Calling him Super Baby is ridiculous. Hang on, Emily, you reacted like that was crazy. Tell him. I I would not call my baby Super Baby. I'd probably give it a name. <laughs> But that's because I like to give things names. I delight every time I have a pet and I get to give it a name. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, like, if, okay, if you, if, if you, your dog starts flying around, are you going to be like, I got to figure out how to deal with this super dog? No. And again, even if you did, you were doing that because you're comparing him to Superman. I don't know. Where yeah, do you think I, we got the name Superman? He's a flying strong man. That's super. Jesus. <laughs> you are right, Chris. That is how we got the name Superman. Yeah. 
If if okay, look, look, if I had a baby and that baby came home dressed up in like a bat costume, throwing boomerangs around and fighting crime, I'd probably call him Bat Baby. That's for sure. After Batman. You know what? If there was like Sailor Moon, but there was a smaller version of her, oh, I would probably call her Small Sailor Moon too. But you wouldn't call Usagi in the scene where she where she uh, makes Memoru feel better about Fiori Small Sailor Moon. I might. If yeah, she because was you, as a sailor. Because you know she goes up to be Sailor Moon, and she is dressed as a sailor because all Japanese girls dress as sailors. She's not dressed as a sailor in that scene, Jordan. Go watch that movie again. God I'm, Almighty. I don't you're, know if you're right. Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't think she's right, in a I'm school uniform in that scene. Yeah, because she's like right. five years old and well, he's Chibi's 26. For some stupid reason, so I don't know. He's not 26. He's like two. You're right. He's like 45. Ah, he's two. You think he's two in that scene? I can't remember the scene that well, so I don't know. <laughs> Jordan, you're hecking up real bad. I don't know what that so, means. So yeah, they say Super Sailor Moon, which I admit is bananas. It always catches me off guard when they call each other by their scout names. It just doesn't feel like that's something that you would naturally do. Yeah. See, I like that. I think, like, I hate the trend, uh, it, and it's in it's in comics all the time. Like, I oh, hate it when worst. superheroes call each other by their, like, real names. Oh, me too. It's the worst. Yeah, when they're, like, being superhero, Like, I'll give it to you if it's, like, the X-Men, you know, because they live together or whatever. But when it's, like, superheroes out doing superhero things, I like, you call her Sailor Moon. She is at work right now. No, every time, again, I, I know I just said call him Clark, but that's when he's a fucking baby and you're in your house and you're his parents. If you call <laughs> Superman Clark. He as a baby. Not as a, fu- but that's ridiculous too. But that's fine. We're we're putting that aside for a moment. We're putting that what, aside. What's for a ridiculous moment. is if this super strong, flying, bulletproof baby doesn't fight crime, Jordan. <laughs> um, Chris, I think we all know it would be irresponsible of him to save anyone. Uh, I learned that from a movie I saw about him. <sighs> Continue <laughs> with your talking. No, I'm just saying it's the worst when, like, when fucking Batman or Green Lantern or anybody just is like Clark. We need to talk. I'm like, shut the fuck. Don't. What the fuck are you doing? Like, that is, like, a really important secret. Just say Superman. It's fine. I would rather have it be, like, Marvel Comics in the 80s, where superheroes were always giving each other stupid nicknames. Like, thanks for the assist, Winghead. Now you and Shellhead go take old Green Jaws over there and fight the leader, or whatever the fuck they would say. Yes. <laughs> Was it John right, Byrne? Can we talk about oh. Sailor Moon for a minute? Yeah. We probably yeah we probably should. So so they do yell out Super Sailor Moon when she falls over and it's preposterous. Yeah, and uh, I think it's Pluto who says that she's really surprised that uh, the Witches Five killed one of their own because she has not been watching the show and doesn't know this is standard operating procedure. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Uh, for Mujin Academy staff, the bad guys did a bad thing. Yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> Shocked. They also want to go murder Hotaru. Yeah, well, this she's is X Force, or as you would know them, uh, the Outer Senji, Sailor uh, Uranus, Sailor Neptune, and Sailor Pluto. But here's the thing: Hotaru's not a bad girl, uh, says Chibi, and the other scouts are like, <laughs> "It's actually funny." Uh, Ami uh, tries to make a good argument, and then Venus immediately weakens it because Ami is like, <laughs> "Ami's like, we think there is, might be another way," and then Venus is like. 
there's gotta be another way and it's like oh okay you're you're desperate <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> making a couple guesses <laughs> So, uh, but they're but they're like, no, come on, we can't give up. We're good guys. Remember, that's how that whole thing works. And um, then, <laughs> speaking of secret identities, uh, Serena, or rather, I'm sorry, I just did it to her. Sailor Moon oh my God. <laughs> says, Haruka. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> Tux Mask doesn't probably know who she is. You probably shouldn't. Oh, well. He's her boyfriend. They probably share everything. Well, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that's who Tux Mask is. So now she's, I don't know. The whole thing is complicated. I mean, look, it is kind of weird to stand there and call someone Uranus, which is what Tuxedo Mask is doing in that scene. Like, she literally cuts him off when he's like, Uranus. She goes, Haruka. (laughs) Like, let's just call her Haruka, please. She's like, no way. Look, you guys are just a bunch of hippie dreamers. The only thing we can do is murder children. (laughs) That's what we do. That's how we keep the peace in in the old silver millennium. So Chibi says that if uh, that she will protect Hotaru because she's right. Hotaru is a a good person. Hotaru's good, which is probably why she's sitting on a creepy throne made of dolls, demanding that her father rip hearts out and feed them to her (laughs) so that she can fully awaken with her apocalyptic powers. Oh, wait, hold on. That's the Messiah of Silence. What does that have to do with Hotaru? Uh, Jordan, what? she's not in shadow anymore. We know it's her. What? Not yet. No, yeah. She's still in shadow for now. No. She's sh- like, did you miss the last episode of the show? Oh, she's last episode all kinds of leaning out of the shadows. At any rate, she's wearing... Uh, oh, yeah, she is out of the shadows. You're right. Messiah of Silence is getting P.O.'d. Because how many weeks now has she been sitting there saying, uh, Asshole, I need pure hearts. I need, like, a lot of them. Probably 73. And you have gotten me zero. Every week I send you out to get one, and you fucking come back with nothing. There's a little bit of tension there with the Messiah of Silence. But then, Emily, do you want to take this one? Because this is fantastic. This is my favorite thing that happened in the entire episode. Yeah, the Witches 3, I laughed my (laughs) ass off. That is the best thing. And the best part is that you can see Witches 4 underneath it. They didn't change the sign. They just put a new one on top of it. And it's crooked. It's so ridiculous. They have taped. They've already taped over the, like, taped up a piece of paper that says four. They have now taped up a piece of paper that says three. And it covers the H, which is even funnier. So now it's the Wiktas. The the Wiktas three. Yep. It's pretty great. Uh, but when the phone rings, the person who answers it actually does say which is five. So I guess they're just hiring. I guess they just haven't filled those two positions yet. They haven't finished uh, the changing of all the brand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're answering guidelines still say to say which is five. It's like if you have a job uh, where you answer the phone and then you go home and you're like, or like your cell phone rings and you have like you accidentally answer it like, you know, thank you for calling. <laughs> such and such how how may i help you and you're like at home on the couch i've done that back in the day back when i had to answer phones a long time ago where did where did you work jordan uh a business that is gone now it was called uh information learning systems it was uh, a business my dad was uh, involved in and i would answer oh, yes the ils welcome to information learning systems how can i help you did you say welcome or, to i did because i was going fast i guess i should have said thank you for calling <laughs> Yeah, you're fired. Oh, shit. Yeah. Can't go back to that job, buddy. 
One, you get one shot? One shot. All right. Hey, I run a tight ship here at ILS. Emily, did you ever have one of those? One of those jobs where you had to answer the phone? No, I didn't. Oh. Where did you do it, Chris? Uh, Heroes and Dragons comic book store. Oh, sure. They've been calling Heroes and Dragons. That's what I used to say all the time. No, your uh, your copy of uh, The Death of Superman that uh, has no cover and was chewed up by a dog is worthless. Uh, have a nice day. Thank you. That's so sad. Thank you for calling Heroes and Dragons. Yes, we do have Juggalo comics. Oh, you do? Can you These were questions stop? we got a lot. These were the, these, those were probably the top two questions. I answered phones at the comic shop I worked at, but we didn't get that many phone calls. So I, I didn't ever have it ingrained in me. That's so weird because we like a like this is a weird tangent. We used to, I we got phone calls all the time. I once got in trouble because I accidentally like got uh, like I was so bored that I ended up getting scammed. What? What? <laughs> but it's like not my money. I don't own the business. So. What? Wait, yeah, you invested the company's money? It's yeah, it was one of those things where they were like, "Hey, authorize us to build your company a website and build you later." And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> Like what? Some, some nonsense like that. Yeah, you should have gotten in trouble for that. I said welcome I... to on the phone one time and I got fired. <laughs> well, that's I'm the boss, so I can oh, make those Jesus. decisions. <laughs> Speaking of phone stuff. Okay. This is a good phone scene. Yeah, this is a very good phone scene. Uh, we get something very, very cool, uh, which is that Professor Tomoe's phone has been taped back together from when it was broken. <laughs> Yeah, he smashed it the other episode, and now it's yeah. it's like a Frankenstein phone. But probably more importantly, we get to meet Telu for the first time. The her eyeglasses of a ninety eight year old person. I can see why. Spoiler: she's only in one episode because apparently her stupid thing is plants, and that's everyone else's stupid thing. So they were like, "Well, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this one." Uh, <laughs> now, Emily, when we uh, got you on the show, did you request these episodes? I did because I couldn't request any UDL episodes because I emailed you guys too late. And so I was looking at the Witches 5 and I have green hair and Telu oh. has green hair. So I said I'm going to go with the green one. I actually cosplayed Esmeralda last year at a convention. Nice. Yeah. And and you wore your uh, your Hell Yes Maraud shirt. Yes. Yes, I did. I love that shirt. So is that your wait? I that's your for real hair. Yeah, yeah. That's not a wig. That's my real hair. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it used to yeah. be super long, but it's really short now. So do you like uh, when you have there's a, a green haired character? You're like, I get them. Yeah, them basically. Simpatico. So you can explain uh, Pluto to us. <laughs> there's a lot of Chibiusa and Hotaru in this episode, and mm -hmm. that's my shit. I love those uh, girls. Now, and are you shipping them too? Yeah, but not like in a weird way. <laughs> That's fine. Listen, uh, either way is fine. Children can date each other casually without that yes. like being weird. Yeah, yes. I just think they're really cute together, and they're clearly in love with each other throughout this whole episode because that all they do is talk about each other this whole episode, or or mutter each other's name as they <laughs> sit in a daze. Exactly. There is a, a a lot of stuff that we heard about, or that I heard about, because I haven't seen these episodes. Like, I didn't know that the Chibi uh, Hotaru ship was going to be, like, as wholesome as it is. They're so cute. Yeah, it's like they're so, like, they're, like, they just care about each other so much. Oh, yeah. 
No, there's nothing sinister about their relationship. That that sounded foreboding. No, listen. There's sinister stuff going on with Hotaru, but it's not... I I actually like Chibi because I'm going to tear her heart out. Like, that's a side thing. (laughs) Well, true. Fair. Tomoe calls up Telu. And he's like, what do you got? And she goes, "Uh, I was thinking plants. We use plants to get hearts. And he goes, yeah, you know what? Diamonds have been really shit in the bed. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, let's do this plant thing. Why not? This is basically Telu's senior thesis. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I am so upset that we're not getting a diamond in this episode. Because you would, like, clearly what has happened is that Tomoe is just out of sexy monsters. Because if he thought the problem was diamonds, we would have stopped using diamonds, like, four months ago. Well, I have good news for you, Chris. Yes? The animators heard your unhappiness about lack of sexy monster, and they sent in Kaori to say, Hey, uh, Professor Tomoe, I brought you my boobs. I mean, coffee. Yeah, with, (laughs) I would say, very appropriate work attire. Um, she's, her outfit is, it's the same outfit, but it's just so ridiculous and kind of doubly so with her holding the, the plate of, or the tray of coffee because her boobs are so right in the line of coffee fire in the eyesight. It's, it's crazy. And then we get a a big reveal, a big, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Before we get to this big reveal, what the fuck is going on? I'm, I'm looking at a scene where. Professor Tomoe just turned around to look at Kaori, and she is like 27 feet tall, or he's in like a pit or something. Like, what is happening? He's in a chair. He's standing on a he's... bunch of boxes. No, no. I understand he's in a chair, but that, like, look how low that chair and table must be, given how, where her legs are. She must be on like a platform or something. Because we're about to find out that, shock of shocks, guys, Kaori is actually Kaori Knight. What? Yeah. I I know. And I feel like I don't know if she I guess she knows this, but it's kind of played like a reveal on her too. Yeah. Or I, guess, I don't know that she does. Yeah. She might have forgotten. I think what it might be is that she died. And cuz she mentions that Tomoe resurrected her from death. And maybe she's just afraid of going back out into the field because that is where she died. But it's played like kind of a weird, like, like revealed sort of thing. There's a lot of, it's not quite clear what's happening here. That's my theory. Anyway, there's also a lot of blushing. There's a lot of blushing. Uh, I would blush too if uh, I looked like I was about to cry and then instead I got psychically naked. It's, she has a transformation. She transforms into Kaori Knight the Black. Yeah, she transforms into a Dracula. Just a full-on... She is, she is a Dracula. I love this part. You're just saying that because we saw her working with Dracula one time. Jordan. Yes? Look at, like, we're gonna go, we're gonna go toe-to-tip on this. She is wearing black shoes with three white buckles. She's got on gray tights, a dress that is slit up to her hips with a high collar and a Dracula medal, and also has blood red hair. She is a Dracula. 
It's not a Dracula medal. It's a. It's like a black jewel of some sort. That is a Dracula medal. Emily, uh, can I get a ruling here? Is that a Dracula medal? It looks like a Dracula medal. Ah, oh, all right. I love this look, though. By the way, she kills it. Yeah, she looks awesome. So she's been re- restored. Um, there's also she like does she, he he makes her give him a massage first. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he's like he's like. Oh, you're too good to be a secretary. Yeah, give me more massage. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to send you out to murder people. Well, this is a weirdo who plays Twister with his lab assistants. So that's also true. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so, so, so off she goes to uh, you know kill. I, I don't even actually, honestly, I don't know what she's in- intended to do. He says you're going to have to go back out in the field, but when we see her show up later. It's not to kill anybody, and it's actually, well, we'll get to it. And I was kind of like, that's all he wanted her to do? Okay. Meanwhile, uh, we got another Jedi plot going on. Yeah, this is almost exactly like the Shanella plot from season one, except with plants this time. Yeah, it is the same. It's the same thing, and we've seen so many plants. I hate it. I hate it. Have we ever seen? Have we ever seen a literal one where there was a plant in people's rooms? There what? We have right. There was the flower that Midnight Zero gave out. Again, another Jedi plot. Was the flower the thing that drained you? Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. This is Midnight Zero all over again. It, It really is. It really is. Except with no love letters. Uh, which well, well. Are there really yes. no love letters, Jordan? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the scene is ridiculous. Yeah. So basically, uh, she opens up a shop called Flower Shop Teruno. Uh, Telu does, we should say. This is Telu's yeah. plan. She's got flowers that are called the Telen flowers. They uh, don't need water or fertilizer or anything, and in three days they bloom, and they're also free. No, they cost. Uh, no, it's ten yen. Ten yen, which is ten cents, basically. And so she sells one to everyone in Tokyo. Everyone in Tokyo yeah. is like flowers, amazing. Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh my god, it's so cheap! I have to buy it." If somebody said to me, "You can buy this flower for ten cents," I'd probably be like, "Nah." I don't care. I do really love Telu's outfit when she's selling in her store. It's got a weird color scheme with her green hair, but it's just so stinking cute. I there's a, there's a lot of very choice outfits in this uh, episode. Oh yeah, and I think uh, business Telu is very good because she's also got like she has incorporated the black star motif into her cute uh, flower shop outfit. In a way that I very much enjoy. So as she's doing that... She's like the sexy monorail guy from The Simpsons. What? You know, there's nothing on Earth like a genuine bona fide electrified six-car monorail. That guy? I I don't remember what he dresses like, but apparently it's like Telu, so there you go. Yeah, you know. I don't know, maybe it's a me thing. Maybe I'm revealing a lot about myself right now. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. So uh, 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 amateur botanist uh, uh, Sailor Pluto walks by and is like... I've never heard of that kind of flower. Da-da! Her fancy flower testing equipment. Yeah. So later that night, uh, someone who really loves plants bought one of these 10-cent plants 
put it in their greenhouse. Well, guess what? It kills all their other plants. Why? I don't know. Yeah, that does not seem to be useful. Plants don't have hearts. <laughs> yeah, but there what is, is the no point of this plant to kill the other plants? If I mean, this is, I guess, pure hearts. Right. I guess this is how it feeds itself without any what being watered or 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 given soil. But it just is, makes no sense, and is just like, uh, okay, great. <laughs> so then the next morning. Chibi is running down the street, and Yusagi is chasing her with the two cats. And they're like, oh my god, this is taking a really long time. Oh, we're trying to catch her. I can't even do this. Another fashion watch. Look at Usagi's coat. It looks like something, it looks like she borrowed it from Mamoru. It's so big on her. Yeah, this is her big oh, this, uh, David Byrne coat. Yeah. yeah, this is the David Byrne coat that we were talking about. The one that Jordan has a sell of. Yeah. You nice. have a sell of this outfit, in fact. This outfit, but no, not this episode. We already saw the episode. Yeah. I have a cell from Sailor, but she is, it's just her crying. I'm not even sure what episode <laughs> oh. it's from. Oh, that's so sad. It's her, like, complaining crying, not her sad crying. Oh, good, good, good. If this, this coat, if people aren't actually watching the episode, I really want to describe this coat. It's an oversized, double-breasted, hot pink jacket. The lapels go to her shoulders. The sleeves are so long that they are rolled up and it comes down to below the hem of her skirt. It's huge, but it's clearly hers because it's it's her color. It's hot pink. So were, were giant double-breasted suit coats like fashionable in the mid-90s? It doesn't go below her, her skirt. It Her skirt goes a little bit lower. Barely. I mean, well, that's because she wears really short skirts, though. That's not the jacket's fault. Um, I don't, I don't know. The jacket I always, is long enough to be a mini dress. I always thought it might be like a raincoat. I, I can't tell the material. Well, probably not because it doesn't have a hood or anything. I don't know. I actually like to think she took it from Mamaru. Mamaru could pull off some hot pink if he wanted. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. The problem with that theory is I don't think this jacket is weird enough for Mamaru. <laughs> Uh, it would have to have like a diagram of an engine on the back <laughs> we, uh, like, just we something completely inexplicable so Yusagi's complaining Ugh, like I have to keep chasing her she just complains about Hotaru all the time she's trying to save Hotaru I'm worried about her but like this is difficult and the cats are like yeah this is terrible hey did anybody else notice she's going right towards Mugen Academy ah uh, crap that's where the bad guys live. Usagi wants to willingly endanger her daughter just so she doesn't have to look out for her. Because apparently you can just let young children go off on walks in the big city now. Well, you know, there's never anybody there. This might be actually one of the few times that we have seen pedestrians on this oh, show. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't fucking stop a couple of cats from having a conversation. Yeah, I noted in, that as well. In, well, I was going to say in English, but it's in Japanese. In Japanese. They are like five feet from a guy just leaning up against the wall outside of Tops, and <laughs> and uh, and they're just chatting up a storm. Either like, even if we believe that they are talking quietly enough that he can't hear them, which I don't. But even if I did believe that, he at the very least has to be sitting there going, "That girl is insane." She is having a full conversation with two cats. She's having a full conversation with two cats that appear to be experiencing human emotions. 
feature is amazing. I just came to Tops to buy some Tops. <laughs> so Chibi goes to Mujin Academy. She's going to wait for Hataru. And Usagi like, takes to the playground and she's like, Chibi, what are you doing? I really you love know- the gag of Chibiusa being really serious. Like she's about to get down to business and Usagi just picks her up. Yep. I love that because Chibiusa is Usagi's Usagi. Like, all the stuff that normally other characters would be doing to Usagi, she gets to do to Chibiusa, which I think is delightful. So, Usagi tells Chibiusa, hey, don't worry, I'm gonna do whatever I can to protect Hotaru. And gives her, like, thumbs up. And gives gives a little wink. Just leave it to me. iCarly style. Oh, no. That doesn't bode well. Down in the smoke-filled, creepy doll basement, (laughs) Hotaru wakes up from being the Messiah of Silence. And we know that that she's bad because her outfit has three black stars on it. That means she can collect three three stars at once or three hearts at once? Notice what brings her out. Chibi Yusa's name. (gasps) No, I mean, listen, obviously they have a very close relationship. No one can argue that. the relationship between Chibi and Hotaru makes Cookbook look like it doesn't exist. Now, let's not go that far. <laughs> Chris is so mad he won't even speak now. No, I'm still here. I'm just, hey, I'm just enjoying the, the conversation. <laughs> okay, good. So, meanwhile, over at uh, the... Okay, so she so she snaps out of it and is like, what's going on? Why am I sitting here? Why am I sitting here? And she gets up and walks. Meanwhile... Uh, at the Pluto lab, what is where, where, what lab is Pluto in? Because she's in the Pluto cave. Because last I heard, she stands outside of a door all the time. I guess she has some sort of lab in Tokyo in her basement that she has. It's the Pluto cave beneath stately Mayo Manor. No, where she has all her crime fighting equipment. If anything, she's in some place that uh, Haruka bought for her. Because Haruka is super, 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 super rich. I mean, look, Haruka does have a uh, skyscraper with a helipad and an indoor aquarium. So, yeah, probably. Mishiru (laughs) is also super rich. Right. She's got that cruise money. Yeah. We decided. (laughs) So she's checking out the plant and she says that the plant has the ability to, to absorb moisture through the air, which I believe is something all plants can do. Uh, but, no, no, like, no. They absorb the moisture through the soil. That's the roots and stuff, right? I, okay. Look, I don't know I don't how know. plants work. Making, yeah, I don't. Well, in the up. English dub, they say that it absorbs <laughs> like power, uh, energy through the air. That's the word they always use in the show. It absorbs energy through the air. So I think that may have just been a weird translation on the part of the subtitles. Weird. Yeah. So then the plant, like, attacks her. Like, it blooms, and then a bunch of red energy, like, cracks open this glass case it's in and comes out at her, like, claws. But the uh, the garnet rod, her her staff that she has, protects her. Which is weird, because it's just, like, hanging out, floating around when she's not Sailor Pluto. Like, we never... We saw the moonstick, because Usagi would, like, carry the moonstick around. But we never see, like, you know, Sailor Venus doesn't have to, like pull the love chain out of her purse <laughs> you know like mercury's never using the uh the computer when she's not sailor mercury it's very weird to think about those things like existing all the time it might be different for the outer senshi because i know that mishiru 
uses her mirror sometimes, but that's because she uses it to like see the future or whatever. I think Michiru does. Yeah, they, their objects are, you know, because they're the talismans as well as just being magical objects. I think they can use them, and I think Sailor Pluto, more than any of the other scouts, again is the one with the least of a non-scout identity. Like the fact that she has another name is almost irrelevant. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> this this lab is the closest we've come to seeing her do something as a civilian and she's doing sailor business. So the fact that she just is sailor Pluto all the time would make the most sense. Am I wrong? No, I think like, I think like, so are you implying that she's like wearing that weird business suit over her sailor scout uniform? <laughs> no, no. Again, Cause again, obviously the show has set up that she transforms. I mean, and again, she's going to transform later in the episode. So she isn't sailor Pluto right now. She is, uh, oh, God, what's her name again? Uh, Setsuna Mayo. Setsuna. But in the show, anyway, I, uh, from what we hear, the manga is different. In the show, it doesn't matter that she's not Sailor Pluto. She has no personal life. It's She only transforms so she can walk around and not have people going, that's a Sailor Scout. Uh, like, she doesn't uh, – we've never seen her do anything that isn't Sailor Scout business. She does keep her mind on Sailor business. She really does. <laughs> She's an inspiration to us all. All sailor business, all the time. She must be Luna's favorite. She probably is Luna's favorite. <laughs> so, so back at uh, Telu's shop. Oh, well, they, okay. So if you wake up and you're in a f- mist-filled, creepy room where you're seated on a throne around a bunch of creepy dolls and uh, on a stage in a giant underground room and you wake up, what do you do? Well, obviously, like everyone knows, the rational thing to do is just put your coat on, take a walk down to the flower shop, because that's what's happening. Hotaru no, no, just woke no, up no. from the Messiah Silent stage and is now walking around Tokyo. She's No, she's going to see Chibi. She woke up he, going, Chibi, Chibi, Chibi! Yeah, but I still feel like, I still feel like there's a big process that we do not see where she's like, okay, why am I on this creepy stage? This is not the first time she's woken up on this stage, dude. I mean, it has to not be. But, like, this is a thing you'd think would come up. Although, now that you've said that, that does... I I guess the situation is that under the house that they used to live in, it wasn't just that there was a basement. It's that there was secret tunnel access to the underground lair, which also can be accessed through Mugen Academy. Because yeah, again, they I wasn't abandoned even thinking that house. About that. Because they yeah, like, the that lab house. is r- is underneath the house. That was the implication we got. We see Tomoe go down there to make coffee in that episode. Yeah. Oh, this show's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so Tomoe but she's, or, or, no, Hitaru, she's on her way to go visit Chibi because she's worried about Chibi. And now this is what I would call a fuck up on Telu's part. Because uh-huh. Telu, there's again, once again, they've they haven't animated the other characters or the other uh, extras in this scene, but they've gone to the trouble of drawing them. So Telu could have given her last flower to any of these people. This guy over here doing his cell phone, these this guy and girl talking to each other. But she picks the one person who happens to be her boss's daughter to give her last evil killer flower to. Kind of a fuck up. 
I find it hard to believe she wouldn't know who her boss's daughter is, or at least what her boss's daughter looks like. You'd think. But she doesn't say, here's a flower. It would be perfect for you to give to a friend, which is what she might say if she if this was a plan, you know? Yeah. If she she goes, hey, yeah, have this flower. It'll be great. And and Hotaru's like, oh, yeah. And Hotaru thinks, oh, I'll give this to Chibi. But uh, yeah, I would think if she if she recognized her and was trying to get her to give it to someone, I think she would have said something like that. But I don't think she did. So so Hotaru takes it, and then Hotaru and then Telu says, uh, "What does she say? Uh, level one clear. First stage is clear. <laughs> She's uh, playing this as a video game." And that is our act break. <laughs> Hey, Emily. Yeah, Chris? Do you know how our listeners can support Sailor Business and its sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business? No, why don't you tell me? Oh, oh I thought you didn't. Like, I, I, thought, I, I thought you were a patron, but okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. People can go to patreon.com slash sailor business, and they can kick in as little as a dollar every month to help <laughs> us keep doing the show, help us uh, reach goals like having Jordan and Allison do some musical stuff, uh, getting me to do uh, live streams of the Sailor Moon and Xena Warrior Princess video games uh, that I'm very excited about getting to, uh, even uh, playing a role-playing game and doing uh, an actual play podcast along with James D'Amato of the One Shot Network. I like uh, this approach, Chris, where you where you individually guilt all of our guests into supporting us. Hey, hey, if that's what I got to do, <laughs> that's what I got to do. Okay, okay. I got I got to go to the dentist, Jordan, and I might have to get a computer repaired. I need this money. Oh, I don't think the dentist can help you with the computer thing. No, it's two separate problems. Oh. I have cavities. Yeah, me too. For the first time in my life, I have cavities. I'm 35 wow. years old. I just got my first two cavities. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. You should be proud of yourself. Even though you got cavities, you should be proud of yourself. Um, are you afraid of the dentist? I mean, not really, but I've never had a cavity, so I don't know. <laughs> like, Chris, quick, before you go, uh, watch the movie The Dentist, the horror movie. It's great. Mm, no. <laughs> or I could definitely not do that. No one will watch this movie with me. No one will watch it. I wonder he why he just destroys them. He just drills the fuck out of them. Anyway, uh, Patreon. <laughs> why? why? I have to tell you guys something. I did actually know about the Patreon because I'm a Sailor Business Patreon supporter. You are! Yay! See, I, I knew you were. I knew you were. And people... I was just doing it. <laughs> That's, hey, thank, I'm so used to this guy not doing any bits with me. Just What are you talking about? See? See? <laughs> I have my tennis ball Sailor Moon pen, and I love her very much. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, and if you would like to get that tennis ball Sailor Moon pin, it can be yours for a monthly pledge of $15. Uh, and you can do that at, at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, just like our newest backers, uh, including Benjamin Gaeta. Thank you very much, Benjamin. I hope that's how that's pronounced. If it's not, hit me up and we'll, we'll redo you. Uh, Jason Chance. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Gigi, which I believe is the uh, monster that inhabits Ray's grandpa. Oh, thank you, Gigi. You do good work. And Joe Hadfield. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate your help. 
So uh, thank you, everybody, for that. Uh, we appreciate those backers and everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, and since we're here in the act break, I don't know if we've got uh, any Twitter questions, Jordan, but I've got an email to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This email comes from Karen, uh, who says, Hello, Chris, Jordan, Guest, and Jake. Uh, I should probably start off by introducing myself. I'm 25, an Aquarius, and my birthstone is an Amethyst, and Sailor Venus once told me I was worth more than $25. Wow. I've been really enjoying the show, but I wanted to bring up a few things about the series. First off, there was no Sailor Moon before Usagi. The Guardian's job was to protect the Royal Moon family. Usagi became a Guardian by Luna's mistake. Uh, She recognized her from the moon, but didn't have her full memories, and accidentally awakened her as a Guardian instead of the moon pudding. This is actually the best kinds of mistake, considering that it made Asagi stronger to master her powers. This gets hinted at in Sailor Moon Stars, although I prefer your idea of Queen Serenity having the power of Sailor Moon. Thank you. Well, the, I mean, the reason that's so strange sounding is because that makes it sound like Luna just could have made a, a transformation pen for anybody. Because well, I think I think it would have had to be someone who was from the Silver Millennium who was reborn. No, no. But what I'm saying is... Uh, and what I'm saying is, uh, there wasn't supposed to be a moon transformation thing. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, no, because she she doesn't transform with a pen. She transforms with the silver crystal. That's true. So then Luna really fucked up. If Luna was just like, yeah, I'm, gonna, really fucked up I'm gonna give the silver crystal to this random person who may or may not be important. Maybe she thought she was gonna poop out a pen <laughs> and pooped out the silver crystal instead. Wow, I really thought Luna had her shit together, but I was wrong. Second, this is back to the email from Karen. Second, the Guardian's powers come in part with the Japanese names for the planets, which are all named after the elements. Mercury is water planet, Venus is gold or metal planet, and her powers also include light because Sailor Moon has light as an element. Uh, Mars is fire planet, and Jupiter is wood planet. Although she's more known for her lightning, as the original anime leaves out a lot of her manga attacks, like Flower Hurricane and Coconut Cyclone. Holy cats. I want to know more about Coconut Cyclone. I Uh, imagine it's like a whirlwind of coconuts that beat you about the head. That's an amazing attack. (laughs) Why is that not animated? That's amazing. It's probably not that, unfortunately. It probably has nothing to do with actual coconuts. Karen also says, finally, I want to talk about the live action series a little bit. Uh, The actress for Sailor Moon said in an interview that during the audition process, she stood up in front of all the other girls and told the people in charge of casting that she would very much like to be Sailor Moon. Uh, She attributes this Usagi-like impulse as the reason she got the job. Uh, That's great. That is amazing. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait. Pre-Guardian Sailor Moon. I can't wait to watch it on the show. It's so good. Did you just, was the story that you just told, the actress who played Sailor Moon got the job because she said, I'd like to play Sailor Moon? She said she stood up in front of everyone, like all the other actresses who were there for the audition, and said, hey, I would very much like to be Sailor Moon. Uh, okay. I, 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 that weirds me out, because I feel like, don't, wouldn't they all do that? Wouldn't they all go, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. not everybody's going to stand up and say it to okay. everybody, Jordan. Uh, second... Uh, Sailor Mars's actress had a minor role in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh. She plays a character named Reiko. So basically, the movies in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon probably exist in the same universe. That makes total sense. I accept that. The actress for Naru in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is a longtime friend of Sailor Moon, having played Ami Mizuno in a few of the musicals. 
Oh. Uh, Karen says, sorry for the Sailor Moon trivia. Hope I didn't push any important information out of your heads. I really love the show, and thanks for your time. Karen, there is nothing we would rather have in our heads than uh, trivia about Sailor Moon. So thank you for writing in. All information about Sailor Moon is important information. Yes, it's the most important information, actually, I would say. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show. But you can, of course, uh, also get in touch on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Sailor Business. Yeah. I get those emails, too. So, yeah. Uh, what do you say we get back to the episode? Sounds good. The S is for what, Jordan? The S is for some more plants. <laughs> so many plants. So many of these fiendish ferns. Uh. Uh. And Fiore is so unhappy, because seriously... This is, this is his one thing. You're going to take his one thing? He has nothing left. Uh, so we cut to the Skino household, where Hataru has arrived with uh, a plant for, uh, for Chibiusa. Uh, and Usagi leans around the door and sees this, only to have Chibi shut the front door in her face. Shut so the front door. So that she could have a private moment. With uh, with Hotaru, which is delightful. So good. Uh, like uh, it's 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 very funny. But on the other hand, I'm sitting there going, "What are, what are you doing, Chibi? Antagonizing her mother? Well, yeah, you're antagonizing your mother, but you're also going, yeah, let let's 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 slam the door on the helpful people who want to keep my friend alive and <laughs> keep her outside, where you know the gang of girls who wants to murder her could see her." Hey, they're just, they're, she's just having a, a quick private moment. And in this private moment, Hotaru decides to just throw up some red flags. Uh, she gives, she tells Chibi like, hey, there's a dark side of my personality and I hurt people sometimes. Wait, hold on, hold on. But you make me feel more confident. Oh, that's pretty delightful. But hold on, you forgot about this. Flood. She gives her the flower. This is important. Well, yeah, she, I said she gave her the flower. So she gives her the flower and she says... It's it's for good luck, so I thought that would be perfect for you. To which Chibi replies, that would be perfect for you, too! And I'm like, shut up, Chibi! Good luck is perfect for pretty much everyone. There's, I don't think there's anyone that's like, good luck? Not my thing. Uh, it doesn't go well with me. I'm surprised you're not one of those, like, I don't believe in luck. Oh, I don't believe in luck. Too. Sure. Of course I don't believe in luck. What do you you don't believe in oh boy what what oh, do you boy. mean what do you i believe mean in chance oh yeah do i believe that things happen yes do i believe that you believe that there is a thing that makes random yes i don't believe in g good luck or bad luck as in before the fact as in a charm uh, well jordan do i believe that you can judge whether something was good or bad yes i do believe that <laughs> Anyway, look, the point is, so the plant's it's, a, lucky. It's, a, it's a lucky plant. And she goes, no, that would be perfect for you, too. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, kid. Yes. Good luck is perfect for everybody. You would think the boy who is dying would want the good luck plant, but. Uh... <laughs> you would. You would. She, yeah, that's what Chibi should have said. Well, I think you need good luck more than me so that you live till tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, Hotaru kind of like has one of her fainting spells. But then it, like, Hotaru turns into the Messiah of Silence a little bit, and her eyes are flashing, and she says she wants Chibi's pure heart, yes. and looks like she's about to do something horrible. 
Uh, but then is interrupted by the arrival of Dracula. She becomes a pure heart zombie. She does become a pure heart no, zombie. No, no, no. She turns back. She turns back first. She turns back before she can do it. Oh, that's right. She makes herself stop. Chibiusa just doesn't think anything is wrong with her girlfriend's eyes turning red and flashing at her. <laughs> well, well, no, Chibi definitely eyes. doesn't think there's anything wrong with red eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. She already. She's like, Fair red point. eyes are normal. That's fine. <laughs> So then Dracula but, shows up. But, but, but wait, hold on, hold on. So wait, what is uh, what is Messiah of Silence uh, Heart Zombie going to do? Is she actually going to tear Chibi in half and eat her beating heart? Because usually we see like some magical process of extraction of a crystal, but she just is reaching for her like, I'm doing this with my hands. I'll do this manually. Yeah, I mean, she looks like she's going to like choke her to death. Like... <laughs> She's reaching for a stranglehold. Uh, but that is interrupted by the arrival of Dracula, uh, K.R. Knight. And um, you talked about Telu fucking up. I yeah. feel like uh, Kaori interrupting the Messiah of Silence about to finally eat a pure heart for the first time in 20 episodes is also fucking up pretty bad. Uh, see, that I'm not so sure about, because, again, this goes back to me going, wait, what was her mission in the first place? Her taking Hotaru back makes me think that her mission is just look after Hotaru and don't let her get it, go out and get into trouble. She should really be staying on that stage 24-7. So I so I figured, her, like, her take, she's just taking her home because she's supposed to, like, take her home, you know? Who's to say? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, what else would her mission be? Like, what What was this mysterious thing of, you should go back out into the field and look after my daughter, I guess. I, I mean, because that's all she I does. Mean, I thought it was going to be kill the Sailor Scouts, which is the usual mission. Right, right. But that's not, doesn't at all seem to be what she's up to. Hotaru gets kidnapped. Like, a, a, a literal flying person, a super baby, if you will, no. shows up. A, a super, super Dracula. Dracula. A super Dracula. And he's like, we gotta stop that super Dracula. <laughs> No, she's like that was that was Kaori Knight, and the cats are like, yeah, I guess we didn't ever verify that we defeated her. Well, okay. AKA, look at her body. <laughs> a uh, a super Dracula shows up, grabs Hotaru, rises into the air, and like teleports away with a, like a super cool teleportation effect. By the way, it looks rad as hell, and like leaving sparkles. And then uh, our superhero, like the he- the hero of our show who has powers, is the only person who can defeat these people, kind of just sits down and has a little conversation with uh, her future daughter. Like, maybe the time is for action right now. Do you think they're putting it together? Like, by which I mean, do you think that now they're going, okay, that was definitely Kaori Knight. So she's probably that lady Kaori who kind of looked like Kaori Knight, which means she works for... Tomoe, which means really, this is just an elaborate way of Hotaru going home. I have no idea. Emily, any thoughts? I can't even begin to figure this out. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Kale Knight's supposed to be doing. I don't know why Usagi does not feel compelled to try to do something about what she just witnessed. I think in the English dub, they say that they didn't verify that she was killed. So maybe that was what uh, they were referring to earlier when Professor Tomoe was talking about bringing her back from the dead or whatever. But they but again, they met 
Kaori. And if I remember correctly, when they met her, they were like, she looked a lot like Kaori Knight, but she said her name was Kaori. Yeah, and, and she has So a, I guess she's not. I mean, the kind way to put this is she has a distinct look. <laughs> Just a little bit. I'd recognize that sternum anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Uh, Satsuna shows up and she sees that Chibi is holding the plant and just like s- like slaps it out of her hands and Chad is and she's like hey that plant's all fucked up you shouldn't shouldn't be uh, flower slap yeah she's a flower slap uh, you should absolutely not be messing around with that thing she's like I, that was Hotaro gave me that why do you ruin everything Hotaro tries to give me yeah come on Pooh <laughs> Pooh. <laughs> So Chibius is like, well, wait, I don't think Hotaru had anything to do with this because Setsuna fully believes like, oh, yeah, Hotaru was trying to rip your heart out just now. Yeah. If she gave you that plant, she wants you dead, which is both true and not true. Yeah. Yes. Which is, again, why I think uh, Telu was just was just winging it and had no idea this was Hotaru she gave it to. Probably so. Yeah, I don't think so either. We're into an X-Force team up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a little mini one. It's just, who, who, does, she, who does she play? Is she? I can't remember which one I think one Setsuna's Domino. I think you, I thought you said Haruka was, no. I don't know. Chibi's Cable. So I think that makes, yeah, we know I that. think that makes uh, Setsuna Domino. So speaking of plans that make no sense and ideas that we don't understand at all. This is, we have to talk about Telu's plan, because what they have said now that her plan is, what, what Pluto says to them is, she goes, yeah, the, this plant can pull out people's crystal hearts, so these plants have been spread around the, the town, and they're all going to bloom at the same time, and they're going to tear out everybody's hearts, and that's going to be a zillion hearts. Now, here's the thing. apparently. When Telu said, you know, I've just cleared stage one or whatever the fuck she said. I can't remember what it was. What she meant was, I'm now going to go into a kind of similar, but not quite the same plan. Like a different plan that has similar qualities, but isn't the same plan at all. Because now she reopens the plant shop, has a whole new stock of plants, gets a giant crowd of people into the shop. And then goes, ah, these idiots, pushes a button, seals them all in, releases the plant blooming mist that blooms the plants early, and tears out a shop full of hearts at once. And I'm like, what? What? Why are you doing this? You've already got plants all over Tokyo just waiting to bloom. Presumably they will bloom soon. Uh, for some reason, Setsuna's bloomed, so I don't know why n- nobody else's has bloomed, but they haven't. Sure. But, like, you're going to get thousands of hearts. You're going to get hundreds of hearts, at least. Like, wh- what? why are you doing this little private showing? She wanted to show off her new outfit. I, I do think that's part of it. You also, you don't want sure. fewer pure hearts. But then just sell these to people, too, and they'll take them home. Why Why? Why change her tactics halfway through? Because she finished stage one. Oh. This is stage two. Come on, dude. <laughs> stage two should make sense. Stage two should have some sort of sense behind it. Keep up, man. It should follow a progression. I feel like you're expecting a little much from these guys. Yeah, well, I am. I am. I want logic. I want the pure logic of a Jedi plan. 
So she starts sucking all the. So all the hearts are well, out. No, Everybody we, in the store. We need has to talk about out. this outfit though, because the outfit's pretty amazing. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, it's a nice outfit. I love this outfit. I want to cosplay this one day. It's very, very good. Like she's got like it's very flowery, but also kind of webby. And she's got like the the black star is like at her neck, but it's not like a choker. It's just attached to like different strands. It's a really good look. And wait, when did she change into it? Because she was at the start of the scene. She's dressed like the the shopkeeper, like she was. It's when the mist comes down. Does the mist dissolve her disguise and change her clothes? Jordan, you know that you, all you have to do is take off a jacket and you have changed your clothes. Right, 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 right. She was Which just wearing awesome. that underneath the whole time. Yeah. Oh, super comfortable. So everybody's hearts get ripped out, but fortunately someone was hanging out, was completely unaffected, but still able to get into this shop after these metal shutters closed. So it is transformation sequence time. Yeah, I don't know how they got in. Like, I, I guess it was just like th- she put down shutters over the windows, but the back exit is still. I mean, they come in through the office, so I guess the back door didn't seal or lock. Yeah, well, I mean, they can also teleport. So, no, no, only if there's five of them, and only when they're sailor this scouts. Is the second episode in a row that I've been like, they can also teleport to explain something. So I think they can also teleport. But yeah, we get to see the Pluto transformation sequence, which rules. This sequence is so good. I didn't realize that this was the first time that we see it, but oh, yeah. No. I think we've, we've seen it once before. before. Oh, yeah, you guys are probably right. But maybe not. Like, it's really good. Her lips are so white before they turn pink. It's weird. That is weird because she's kind of supposed to be dark-skinned, but they didn't really bring that into the show. I mean, it looks like she's wearing white lipstick in her personal life, except I don't remember seeing it when she was Satsuna. Uh, so everybody transforms. We also see Chibi's transformation sequence, which is... I am so glad this, that's where this show learned restraint. Yeah. <laughs> the show was like, hey, um, I know the transformation sequence is just people getting naked. We're not going to do it with her, right? And they were like, yes, no, no, no. She's Thank just going to get her clothes swapped out. So they show up to fight Telu. She says, I guess you're not as stupid as I thought you were because you found me. Uh, and Sailor Moon says... Flowers are short-lived and experience much hardship. I can't forgive you for using flowers that have finally bloomed to achieve your evil deeds. That makes no sense. I guess the emphasis there... Yeah, I guess the emphasis there is evil, because Tuck's mask has cut roses that have finally bloomed. It's it's been a... There's a rose shortage. That's why he has to know so many botanists. Because, like, he's, he's... Taken up Japan's entire supply. He's working his way through the rest of Asia, I'm sure. So uh, they get attacked. And Sailor Moon is, like, surprisingly, like, super focused in this entire attack. Like, she's, she's like, there to, to do some fighting on behalf of Hotaru. She's yeah. a supportive mom. Chibi does... No, she's not her mom. <laughs> no, she's, she's Chibi's mom. Jordan, have you seen yeah, the show? Yeah. You said she was there for her to- anyway. Yeah, she's supporting there. her Point daughter's is, girlfriend. Like she's a supportive mom. Uh. <laughs> so the the sequence is this: first, Chibi whips out pink sugar sugar heart attack. It does zilch. Doesn't work. So Telu goes after her with vines. Because guess what? She's a generic fucking plant villain, and she can just stretch vines. Te- okay, Telu is the sexy plant monster. Yes. Like, because she is very flowery and inexplicably has, like, full-on plant superpowers in this episode. Yeah. 
So, but then the pink sugar heart uh, attack kicks in just at the last second, knocks the vines away. So Tello goes, okay, I'll do the same thing again, and you won't block it the second time. And she's right. She doesn't block it the second time. Uh, But this time, Pluto jumps in front of it, gets grasped by the vines instead, sacrificing herself for Chibi. She's probably going to die. That's the end of her. Except... Someone has has cut a a flower that has finally bloomed and is using it for good and throws a rose that slices through all the vines and frees poo. Yeah, which is weird because you wouldn't think that you could use flowers on flower type monsters and have them be effective. But here we are. Well, rose stems are so sharp. so sharp. They're just so sharp. That's how they stay in the ground when he throws it down like that. Yeah, just going into rocks all the time. They're like needles, like adamantium needles. So she transforms into uh, Super Sailor Moon. She does uh, that thing she does. (laughs) The the rainbow heart attack. Is that what it's called? Rainbow moon heartache. Rainbow moon heartache. There we go. I was so close. Uh, But here's the thing about this, Chris. Yes. And Emily. She uses rainbow moon heartache her most powerful attack to date to smash flower pots well because she can't use like they clearly wrote this episode and got to this point and somebody was like isn't tellu just a human like is sailor moon gonna Uh, like shoot murder somebody but i'm just saying she didn't need to turn into super sailor moon they could have just run around with the moon rod and gone smash 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 it would have been fine yeah but it, it looks really cool I think according to the manga, the Witches 5 are human-diamond hybrids. Oh. Somebody can fact-check me on that, I'm sure. When they joined when they joined the um, the cause, oh my God. Tomoe put them into the Easy Bake Oh my oven. God, he put grad students in the oven and came out with sexy yeah. grad students. <laughs> of course. Oh my God. Are you implying they were not sexy to begin with? probably just i mean look they are clearly they are clearly on a different level of normal people <laughs> with these outfits jordan you saw Mehmet. yes I okay uh i also want to point out that when um when usagi uh transforms back into regular sailor moon from super sailor moon her odongos are huge they are like softballs on the side of her head i noticed that too so that's when this episode becomes like a Power Rangers episode. And they go, you thought you were fighting a, a normal sized thing. Well, it turns out it's really a giant thing. Yeah. She injects. She repulses it and grows a giant flower. Yeah, she injects her plant with like a needle that t- transforms it from a teloon into a hyper teloon. Uh, and it's just going to eat everybody. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Guillermo del Toro Audrey 2, basically. Yeah. That's literally exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah, it's got like these huge teeth that are just absurd. No, and this is another thing that gets super weird. Tillu takes the black star off her outfit and is like, I got to get this to Professor Tomoe. And Tuxedo Mask throws a rose at that. And it's like a it's like a portable hole. It's like a bag of holding where like all the pure hearts spill out of it is. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, she was absorbing all of the heart crystals into her, the the star on her hand. It's very, 
I, I legitimately am having a hard time figuring out the physics of Sailor Moon and what is a decoration and what is not. So all there the heart, is no physics in the world of Sailor Moon. <laughs> all the heart crystals spill out, and since the Hyper Teloon eats heart crystals, it eats Telu, and Tuxedo Mask just no, murdered her. No, this makes no sense because, like you said, it eats heart crystals. So you'd think, oh, it's going to eat those heart crystals. It doesn't, presumably, because we see mo- most of them just drifting around. So I think the heart crystals are fine. Those are the innocent people who are going to be saved. It goes after Telun, as you said. Does that mean she has a pure heart? Maybe. Because she literally says, it will attack someone, eat their pure heart, and then self-destruct, taking the victim with it. I think maybe pure heart is just heart. <laughs> pure heart is another way of saying heart. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they, they, and they find out that uh, Telu's uh, real name was Ruru Taruno. Uh, she was just a student at Mugen Academy. I love the picture on her ID where she's doing the little look peace sign. She looks so cute. Yeah. Um, hey, if anybody wants to tell us what it says on that besides her name, I'd love to hear. Yeah, it's her date it book. So I'm sure she's I'm sure she's got her maybe her class schedule is in there. Pluto wakes up because Pluto was injured in the fight and is like, hey, small lady. Sorry, I tried to murder your friend. But I'm probably going to try and murder your friend again. I love this part because Chibiusa's like, hey, I know you just almost died, but I really love Hotaru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And that's... So I have a... No, no, Chris, not yet. I have a really important question. Okay. So what about phase one? Oh, yeah, all those people died. <laughs> she sold all those deadly flowers to people. Those are still out there. They didn't stop those. I mean, look, we only see Usagi and uh, and Pluto, so I'm guessing like the other scouts are just running all over the city. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking pots. that when Telu got eaten alive by her own creation, that it like all of the flowers would probably like die. I don't know. I guess I assumed that they were like tied to her powers. I mean, that's the traditional monster logic of Sailor Moon. Like if there is a diamond that does stuff, like that definitely is the case that everything it did goes away when it dies. Mm-hmm. The only reason I don't I mean, you're you're right. I'm sure that's what the show believes happened. The only reason I don't immediately go to that is because, again, ostensibly, Telu's not a monster. She's a grad student who has genetically created these weird flowers, not a person who, like, made them out of her own body, although she did grow vines at one point, so there we, we are. We don't know where they came from. We don't. We don't. She could be an, a, you know, a swamp thing in disguise. Or what's the lady? What's the purple lady swamp thing? Poison ivy. No, no, the purple one. Purple poison ivy. <laughs> Chris, you're the DC expert. You're supposed to know this. Are you talking about black orchid? Yes. Okay. The purple swamp thing. <laughs> I was right. That is what she is. So yeah, that is our episode, which means it is time for us to talk about what we learned. And I sure learned a lot. It's time for Sailor Businesses. And Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? I learned that sometimes your creations will eat you alive. Wow. that's That gives me a lot of pause about having a kid. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. 
Hmm. Jordan, what did you learn? Um, what did I learn? I learned that <laughs> if a kid is holding something dangerous, just fucking slap it out of their hands. I mean, that, look, that is good advice. That is something for you to remember as you prepare like, to have a child. Uh, I'm just going to walk up to him and then just smack things down. Yeah, sometimes you don't have time for don't put that in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> the Sailor Pluto school of child rearing. Just slap <laughs> it out of their hand. What did you learn, Chris? I learned that if if sexy ladies aren't working out, just just maybe try flowers. If sending all these sexy ladies out to do your bidding is not working for you. So yeah, that's our episode. Uh I I like this one. I like parts of this one. I hate yeah, that it's another it's a fucking plant story. I I hate that it's kind of a weird Jedi plot. Uh I hate that it's that there's no diamond. But like I like Telu. I like Telu having a plan that involves like setting up a shop and everything. That's classic Sailor Moon. But and I like the the Chibiusa and Hotaru stuff a lot too. Like it feels like that's got some really forward momentum, even though this being, I mean, like aside from the fact that it introduces and disposes of Telu in one episode, it's a, it's pretty much filler. You know, it's holding pattern. This could have been a Mimet plot. It could have been a, v, a UDL plot. Uh, but I I like it. Devin was very disappointed that Telu was introduced and died right away because she was like, Oh, I, I was, I was enjoying her. I liked her. And I was like, well, sorry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's gone. Absolutely. It feels really weird to go from having like so many episodes with Mamet and Yudi all, but then we just get one for Telu and one for the next of the, which is five, I think like going forward. Did we ever have a, like a mini boss that was so brief before? I don't think we have. Not not a single episode. Like we've had we've had some that didn't last long. Like but by the time we got down to the uh, to the end of the 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 Spectre Sisters, they were going pretty quick. But never one episode. Did did Saphir? He never he never really fought them. He was just always walking around snarking at people. Yeah. Yeah. No, his conflict was more with. Uh, demand than it was with the scouts. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Serenity too, but only because of what she was doing to demand. In quotes. Yeah, weird. It was very unexpected. It was very surprising. But it was a, it was a it's a fun episode. But it really doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't hold up to a lot of mental scrutiny. It's it's very weird. Yeah, you just have to think about it for like three seconds, and then you're like, none of this makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Emily, any other uh, thoughts on the episode? Uh, only also disappointed that Telu's only in one episode because I feel like even though the plant shtick is kind of tired out by now, I don't know, maybe she could do something different. It's not like this show has that many qualms with changing the source material. We could have given her a different power. What would she have done for her second plot? If she hadn't died right now, what does she do next week? Uh, Chanelis, probably. <laughs> She goes. I tried plants. Now let's do animals. Yeah, I think she. I think she'd okay. be like, "Where's, where's, uh, where's those cats? Where's the those that sewer rat suit that Zozai wore that one time? Let's hit all the classics." Oh, Jesus. She could open up a grocery store and sell like dark fruit, vegetables that vegetables and fruit that stole people's energy, like avocadora. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. It's all been done. See, this was a rehash of the Chanel plot, so we just get to rehash the Avocadora plot. It's, okay. It's all been done in uh, in Sailor Moon. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to the end. Uh, before we get out of here, Emily, can you tell everybody where they can find you online, should you wish to be found? I do, if you so wish to find me. I have a Twitter account where I exclusively tweet about Sailor Moon whenever I'm thinking about it or watching it, and that is at Sailor Moon Twits, because Sailor Moon Tweets was too long. Uh, but my regular Twitter handle is at Empandanata, and I do a podcast similar to this, inspired by this, about revolutionary girl Utena called Imagine Me in Utena that <laughs> is on its 26th episode. It will have already come out by the time this episode is out, I believe, because it comes out this week. Nice. And yeah, it's super fun because Utena is a wild ride. <laughs> so you can find me at all of those places and check out my podcasts, please. Here is my here's my question for you, Emily. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Are you Moon Princess 420? Uh, that's not my Twitter account, but that is my handle. If you ever see anyone playing Overwatch on PS4, <laughs> that is Moon Princess. If you see a Moon Princess 420, uh, usually a Mercy. The that's definitely me. Okay, because we do like I I knew that was you on on Overwatch. But there is a Moon Princess 420 Life's a Dirty Game. You gotta play dirty to win it uh, Twitter account that I've always wondered who is behind that. No, I do follow them, though. That is a very good Twitter account. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jordan, where can everybody find us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does our podcast. He produces it. He also does a bunch of other podcasts like The Morphin Grid about Power Rangers and a real play uh, RPG of uh, The Cool Kids Table and also some Pokemon stuff as Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United. Don't forget Kingdom Smarts. Oh, and Kingdom Smarts. So there is a new one. Alongside Sailor Business All-Star Shannon Manor. Ah, nice. I just started listening to Kingdom Smarts and I like it a lot. Yeah, I am Excellent. I am looking forward to getting started with it knowing zero things about Kingdom Hearts. So I'm very excited. And where are you, Chris? Uh, I am on Twitter as at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. And I have a website, which is the-isb.com, where you can find links to all the stuff that I do here and there on the internet. Uh, I have a new weekly column at Looper called That's What's Up, where I get to write about uh, questions that people ask me on Twitter. So if you have one of those, uh, just send it to me on Twitter, and uh, and maybe I'll answer it in the column. I wrote one about uh, Naoki Urasawa's Pluto just the other day, so... Give that a, a read. Oh, uh, I also occasionally contribute to a website called We the Nerdy, where I earlier this year reviewed the Sailor Moon R movie when it came out in theaters. Right, there you go. Awesome. You can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And you can, of course, support the show on Patreon or give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, the best way to help the show is actually to tell a friend. If you have someone you know who likes Sailor Moon or if you're enjoying the podcast, give us a shout out or, or recommend us to, uh, to a pal. And we will, uh, we will get new friends to be on the show. Uh, Emily, you have been delightful. Uh, we will have you back on next week to talk about the next episode, uh, which is called Believe in Love, Ami, the Kind-Hearted Guardian. This better not be a fucking Greg. <laughs>
Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. annoying at times. You know what they say. Like future mother, like future daughter, Serena. What? What's that you're saying, fur brain? I'm saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You're saying <laughs> Rini and I are alike? Is that your final answer? For some reason, I'm offended by that. She's a kid. A kid who loves goofing off and eating ice cream. Oh.